Checking in from Tallahassee, Florida. The Benoit Bruce Leroy. Your boy BG, straight out of Orlando. Man, it's so wonderful to have all three of us, the three musketeers back in town, leading the charge, doing the Lord's work on here. And we have the most special of special guests, in my opinion, that we've had yet to date on the show. It's perfect that it's the 10th episode. You know what I'm saying? It's a great number. I want to give a big shout out to Big Game James. What's up, man? What's going on, man? Hey, I'm actually in Orlando, BG. Oh, man. Hey, yeah, you in the hood. Hey, that, you really Why got you money. <laughs> he said, nah, man. We, I, I'm just, I'm just starting. We're going to check this. Nah, that boy don't listen to him, y'all. <laughs> hey, this boy in that Orlando. good. In the Tesla. That boy, he living his best life right now. It's an overrated experience, trust me. It's a lot of stress that comes with um, being a big game, especially when you lose 10,000 followers in a day and you have to try to regroup. I, I have to remind people that at Big Game James 36 is officially dead, but at Big Game James underscore 36 has resurrected. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Well, James, we want to be respectful of your time. Once again, we're really grateful to have you on the program. Can you give us a synopsis of the Florida State season today for the men's football team, in your opinion? How it's played out? What you see having... Um, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm at a loss for words. I'm going to let you speak. I mean, it's really... Well, I mean, what I, first and foremost, what I see is progress in comparison to the last three years, um, this season included. I mean, I think people have a very short-term memory. Um, we um, we look at football and most things in life from the same standpoint that we look at politics. And it's just either one is right, it's either good or it's evil, and there's really no in-between. And really what it is is it's a lot of in-between. Um, I think with Jimbo, at one point we were two and five or two and six. Um, no, two and five. And then um, last year, we were roughly around the same. And right now, we're three and three. But reality, we should be five and one. Um, you know, we dropped the ball against Boise State. We dropped the ball against Virginia. Um, but the games are competitive in an exciting fashion. Um, a little easier schedule than last year. But, but at the same time, you know, I'm not ready to, to push Taggart off the edge yet. I mean, I don't know who thought we were going to beat Clemson. But the guys, the, the, the way the fan base has re responded, a lot due in part to the media and the media portrayal. And I'm not knocking any of those guys. I actually like some of them. Some of them I would like to fight, but a lot of them I actually like, um, you know, but I think they negativity sells. And I think we've been really just going to the well way too many times with that. And we're not really just 
talking about things as what they are. Um, if you believe that FSU was fully built and that we should be competing for ACC championships, I got some water, I got some um, oceanfront property in Iowa that I should sell you. Um, you're, you're stupid. And um, you're, you're, you're not really thinking about things clearly. Now, granted, there's a lot of things that look terrible with the Taggart area, Taggart era, excuse me, with, um, you know, people not lining up properly, too many penalties, lack of discipline. But when you look at things like the APR, you look at things like the fact that some of these guys just suck and some of these guys aren't, were never developed and some of these guys aren't playing for the logo, it just makes, makes me believe that three and three is probably about where we're at in that five of the next six games. I don't believe that we, we can't win. So, I mean, Florida, I'm not going to lie right now. If I had to pick Florida right now, I think Florida beats us. But um, the other games, I mean, I can't just within good conscience, um, not even as a former alum, but like as a, as a man who's watched a lot of football, just go and say that we're going to lose unless I'm just really just trying to sell clicks. And that's not what we do at the fifth quarter. We don't get paid for clicks. So, I mean, actually, this isn't even really my, my real job. This is just what pays the bills sometimes. So my synopsis on FSU is that yeah, it sucks. It could be better, but it could be a lot worse. And I think we go. I think we go eight and four, and we go to a bowl game. That's that's exactly what I got going right now. Same thing you said just to piggyback. A lot of people just want to nitpick, and they just expect this super uh, change to happen overnight. It's not gonna happen like that. You usually got to take time, get the guys, the right guys, to fit with the right system. So a lot of those Jimbo guys, they're not used to playing that up-tempo type of uh, football. they usually out of place. So you can't get mad at Taggart for for um, for not for not having the right player. He came in, it was a shit show. So now he's on the rebuilding stage. Once he gets the right people he wanted, and if it's the same shit, then I'll understand if people was – is upset and wanted to, they want him to get fired. I seen today people were saying uh something about Stoops. They wanted Stoops to be the uh to once they fired Tiger, they want Stoops to come in and take his spot. But those yeah, that, same damn record. So how are you gonna bring in somebody that you complaining about Willie? But they both have the same record right now. So it's like Florida State uh fans and the boosters, they both just so upset that they're losing and the team don't look good, they'll rather just blow the whole shit up and make it worse instead of sticking with what we have right now and seeing what we can get out of it. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just very irrational when it comes to it. I like to put things in perspective in ways that people can believe it. Look at it. Look at your regular everyday job. Like, one, a lot of people don't know what they're doing with their job out the gate, and you probably were hired to replace somebody. But two, how would you feel if every day your boss or people who influenced your boss came in and said, this guy sucks, man, let's fire him. And let's go bring in a guy whose resume is worse, <laughs> like to take his job. You wouldn't really want to do your job very well. You wouldn't feel very confident in your workplace. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to give you less tools and less, um, and less support to do your job, but we're going to expect you to be able to perform at the top 25, for like the top 25 people in your job. We essentially gave Tag a a Rolls Royce with the rotted core. I mean, it, it looks very pretty, <laughs> but it ain't shit inside of it, man. And um, that's the not just from the player perspective, but from the boost from the boosters perspective, 
from the, the, the academic support perspective. And I think a lot of it comes with it. I mean, I'm not a guy who, you know, I don't know, I'm not a car guy. Like, but a lot of this, we have to be honest, it would not be that way if Tag were a little, a little more light-skinned, a little paler. Um, and, <laughs> you know, because a lot of these a little things, fierce, we gave yeah. Jimbo, yeah, we gave Jimbo passes on a lot of this stuff. Now, I mean, when you talked about ill-equipped, these guys were ill-equipped to go to class. Like, like one of the, the first things you do when you take over a, a company, and I'm a guy who took over a company two years ago, I bought it. You um the first thing you do is you you fire people. It's not because you don't like the people. It's not because they're bad people. It's just because simply they um you have to like you have to shake up. You have to put the fear of God in people. Um, Tag wasn't able to do that because we literally Jimbo literally recruited a bunch of dumbasses, dumbasses that could play football, but like they just really like I just can't believe it. Like sixty percent graduation not, not even graduation rate because i had to explain to people on track to graduate from the 2012 season you know how stupid you have to be and how much over how much un, like lack of oversight there has to be for 60 percent of your graduating class to not be on track to graduate i graduated in three and a half years and it's not because i'm brilliant it's because i went to school year round i failed a lot of classes i dropped a lot of classes but when you go to school year round for three and a half years and they pay your bills you can graduate early. So you're telling me, and you get six years for the APR. You mean to tell me in six years you can't be on track to graduate? That's a level of lazy that I've never seen in my life. And that's only, and, and people want to say attitude is indicative of leadership. It's indicative of, um, of John Jacob Jinker, whatever his name is, Fisher. Um, and to be honest with you, a lot of this stuff, on top of that, it, like nobody really likes him. Not even his wife. I mean, Candy, Candy was banging everybody in Tallahassee. So, I mean, that weighs on you, but I wish you would have just been honest with us and just said, man, you listen, when my wife, when I found out my wife was getting slaughtered by the young black dude that worked, that was her trainer, it just really messed with my head. And I can respect that. And you go get your $7.5 million in a new, in a new chick and keep it pimping. But right now mm-hmm. you had to screw everything that like FSU fans love. Nah, bro, that's just not cool. But, and then the, the what's worse is a bunch of fans and boosters holding on to Jimbo like the like the like the ex girl that had really good stuff. Bro, let it yeah, go. Bro. He's exactly. gone. He's not gonna he's not coming back. You can find some you can find the um the, as my one of my mentors told me, the only thing better than P is NP. So let's go find some <laughs> NP and that's tag support like it. Get it get what it needs and, and try to win some games. And if it's not tagger, I'm there's three tracks that I talked about in the fifth quarter. There's the number one, the vocal, the vocal minority that says anything but Tigers. They're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not even making sense. We have a lame duck president and a lame duck athletic director. There's nothing we can do. There's a second track, which I kind of fall into this one, that says Tag might not be it. But we need to wait, give him the resources, or wait until we get a new athletic director and a new president. That makes sense. And then there's a third track that just believes we need to support Tag at, at all costs. I'm kind of in between two and three. But give Tag everything he needs. And if he fails, then we have no right. We have every right to call him a dumbass. But right now, you're giving this man only part of the tools and expecting him to win. And, and before people argue or go in your comments and say, you know, it doesn't make sense about Louisiana Monroe, Boise doesn't have all these things. But what they have are consistency at coaching. Boise mm-hmm. has had the same coach for years. Like, when you don't have consistency in coaching, you need to do what LSU is doing with um 
when when my guy with the weird voice who sounds like he played as a water boy, um, Ed Ogeron. You got to do what Clemson is doing with Dabo. Both those schools are spending five million dollars in their coordinators. What do you think is going to happen? They have the best, some of the best coordinators on the offense and the defensive side that money can buy. We got Harlan Barnett, who we didn't even, who we didn't even want to pay a million dollars. Harlan Barnett was the fifth choice. Imagine going to prom with the fifth girl that you wanted to go with. Do you think you're going to go around and just stunt Dude, like you would have stunned it with the first girl? Now, me, I'm blessed. I, I, I was asked to go to prom every year that I went, and the girl happened to be pretty hot. But the point is, is that imagine, for some of these guys, they, they aren't. Like, they know what it's like to be the ugly person, and you have to go with the, the different options. So, like, I don't understand why, you know, this is so hard to, to believe, but um, all I say is just – you got to give God patience. And the other thing is we don't want to set a precedent. If you're quick to fire a coach, if you, if we, if you fire a coach in two years, all you're going to do is set up for the next coach that you're going to hire and fire. And then maybe five, six years down the road, we'll get it right. But, but look at Michigan. Look at USC. Look at Florida. Look at Alabama before they lucked into getting saving. Alabama went through five coaches before they got the saving. Like you're looking at a lot of hiring and a lot of firing when you can really just throw money behind the person right who's there now. The thing is that if it, the, the problem with a lot of the boosters and a lot of the, a lot of the fans is that we believe we're smarter than, than other people who have come before us and have made the same mistake. So, again, just look at the Michigans, the USC's, the Notre Dame's, the um, Florida's, the Georgia. Um, a lot of these schools that have been going around and have story past, that have proud fan bases, that have consistently fired and hired coaches that they probably shouldn't have, and they've gotten the results that they haven't gotten the results that they wanted. Again, Tiger might not be the guy, but the thing is, is let him not be the guy, by, but give him every resource that he could possibly have. I mean, a man can recruit, but let's imagine FSU right now with, let's say, three to four million dollars in coordinators. Imagine what this school looks like if we offer, if we actually offer. Jim Leonard for Wisconsin, the million dollars that, that we offer Harlan Barnett out the gate. Um, he was making $225,000 at the time. We offered him under half a million. Um, you think a guy's not going to jump for four times his salary out of Wisconsin? What the hell is wrong with you? That guy would have cleaned the Tallahassee so quick. Or forget that. Imagine you get a, um, a Jimmy... Um, God, I can't think of the, the, the defensive coordinator for Washington right now. Um, I know for a fact that he was, that he flew in the millionaire air in Tallahassee, Florida, to discuss um, certain things. And there's really nothing for somebody to fly into Tallahassee, Florida, on a private jet about besides potentially coaching. Um, what if we got um, Alice Grinch, who's at Oklahoma, who was the second choice after Jim Leonard? Um, but we didn't want to offer him a million dollars. We didn't want to play big boy ball. We wanted to lowball people and look at where we're at now. You lowball, um, guy, forgive me, the, the alcohol of CTE is, is messing with me right now, but, um, Loxley, excuse me, Mike Loxley, you, Mike Loxley was all he wanted was 1.1. We don't offer him that money. He stays in Alabama. Alabama offers him a million dollars. They have a resurgence in the spread offense. Um, he goes and gets a head coaching job, and who do we get? We get Walt Baby Bell who for for a discount. Um, we get a lot of guys for discounts, and 
you know, you get what you pay for. And a lot of people, a lot of people on Twitter like to point out what the actual end goal of the staff was. And that's cool. We, we did spend a lot of money on the staff at the end. You come with the you come with the checkbook open in the beginning and, and the top guys change their mind. You're talking about like at the end of the season between November and let's say early signing period, you got it, you got about a week, you got a week to two weeks to get top dogs to make to make decisions and be able to make life decisions and be able to pull the trigger. You better bring money, you better bring the brain truck and stop playing around with these cats. Now um, that's that's my opinion on the coaching search. And as a guy who broke stories and did not confirm stories, you can take it or leave it. But like I said, you wanna can't really look at my old Twitter handle now, but if you wanna go check my gridiron now stories, you wanna go check the fifth quarter, there's not a person involved in FSU sports or really Florida, Miami or any of that stuff who's had the news before I've had it. Damn. That um that literally was one of my questions I had written down for you was were the Jim Leonard rumors true? That shit is devastating. Yeah. Um, Jim Leonard was so true that, like, one of my former teammates, Leon Washington, played with him. And we were talking about it, and he was just like that. That's actually when I learned the power of the written word, is that I wrote the article, and it, went, it was one of my first one of my first few articles that went viral because the Wisconsin um, media people picked it up. And they were, they were terrified. Like, let me tell you something. People don't get terrified over rumors unless it's true. So... But the big thing is, again, it was just the money wasn't right. The number wasn't right. And I'm not leaving. And all Wisconsin did was up his pay to what we offered. So we we offered a number that was so low that the Big Ten, which traditionally underpays their, play, their, their coaches outside of the Ohio State of Michigan, that they felt comfortable enough to being able to, put, to, to back it. You offer him a million at the gate, he's your defensive coordinator. That's just, oh, I'm sick. Um, let me try to change the subject a little bit to what back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, what has been a bright spot in your opinion on the FSU team this year? Um, Jim Levitt, um, the head button motherfucker. Um, <laughs> you know, he, um, it's obvious that his influence on the coaching staff and the culture has changed. You need a guy who's old, old school, mean that the guys kind of respect. Um, and I think he's helped. Uh, if he would have been here from jump, I think we don't lose the Boise and we don't lose the Virginia. Um, outside of that, I like these these young cats, man. They got to play these young cats. Um, these young cats, their energy, they're scrappy. They want to fight. Um, they don't. They're not. They don't care about people being a punk or whatnot. They're trying to really. They're trying to win and they want to change the culture. So um, shout out to guys like Ronaldo Green, uh, Kalen Deloach, um, uh, what's that linebacker from out of Georgia, um, from IMG name? Um, shoot, the linebacker McCray? from IMG. Yeah, McCray. Um, shout out to guys like that. And um, I mean, that's really that's really it. I mean, you got a bunch of a bunch of guys who are, um, you know, I don't really care about good, the good teammate myth. I just want a bunch of guys. That, I might want some bad teammates at this point. I want a bunch of guys that want to go out there and just punch cats in the mouth. Oh, my bad. And the third graders that wrote the encouraging letters. That might be the brightest. Yeah. That might have been the brightest spot of the season. Um, I'm gonna show you how I get down. I, with all expenses paid, I'm taking a bunch of jits 
to the Syracuse game next week. They're my VIPs. That's what I want to talk about right there. So they got tickets. They're going to get fed. They're going to get a, a tour of the locker room. They're going to get possibly on passes um, just to let people know if you went to the Boise State tailgate, President Thrasher isn't a friend of mine, but he knows me very well. He was at the tailgate. President, these kids are going to probably get a chance to meet President Thrasher. Um, I'm going to give them an experience that only a dope boy can give them. Um, a lot of people in the media like to flex and like to pretend they have context, but they can't do what I just, what I'm about to do for these kids. Like, again, only a, a guy who's certified who scored touchdowns in both those end zones and bled and sweat on that field has the strength or the capacity to be able to do that. So shout out to the people who did donate. Um, I really appreciate that. But, but again, that's the bright spot. Those kids did it like just what children do. Like um, sometimes children can be the most cruel, but sometimes they can be the sweetest things in the world. Like when my son comes in and just gives me a hug, it's, it brightens my day. He also calls me fluffy, which makes me want to throw him out of a window. But it's dope <laughs> when the kid can actually do stuff that makes you feel good. All right, so I got a question too. It's um, kind of along those lines. I remember seeing online a uh, Karen. She was just going off of saying like everything that you're doing is not really what you're doing, and you decided to drop receipts. So if you could give us a little bit more on uh, what transpired with that. Um, you know, you know, I got the receipts of, of um, Karen um, apologizing um, to me in my DMs and whatnot. But um, sometimes when you besmirch my character, I can't really just accept apology and I don't want your money. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that you could call me. Um, you can call me broke compared to a lot of people I very am. I am. <laughs> compared to my dog CJ, I'm very broke. Um, <laughs> money team. You call me. You can call me a, a, a terrible mate. You can call me a lot of things, but the one, there's two things that I won't ever stand for: is somebody telling me I'm a thief and calling me a bad father. Those are things that just really don't sit well with me. Um, they anger me. Um, and you know, she tried to go back and say that I called my 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 coach, the guy who I love, um, who I wouldn't be who I am today without him and Coach Brown. She said. I called him racist because I defended a teammate of mine at PK. Now, I don't have the relationship with Coach Bowden that PK had, but I do know PK has every right to have the opinion that he has because we've all um, sat in a room and talked with, with, talk with him. And she took a conversation between um, FSU IDOT um, and PK, and she ran with it. Now, um, like I said, I never called Coach Bowden. I, I don't agree with what Coach Bowden did. Um, not who he voted for. He's an old white man from Alabama. Who He didn't have to tell me who he voted for, and I already know. But but I know Coach Biden. I don't – full transparency, I'm not, not the biggest Christian, the biggest fan of Christianity, but I do have people that I believe, if I were to ever want to follow or believe them, that I believe that those people believe in everything that they do. Um, I believe Coach Biden is the biggest Christian, one of the biggest Christians I, I know. And for him to say that somebody feels the same values as him, like that, that's a strong statement. And I just didn't believe that. But I didn't feel as strongly as PK. But that was her first thing that she wanted to go through. Then she took something that I really actually kind of feel bad about. Um, we have um, – I, I use Eventbrite to, um, to do my tailgates. Um, Eventbrite has a lot of benefits and a lot of 
negative things. And we had about $5,000 roughly in refunds because of the hurricane. And every person who wanted a refund got an email from Eventbrite stating that they got a re they were getting a refund. Now, Eventbrite took that money out of my account, but Eventbrite did not give that money to the to the proper people. So, again, I don't like being considered a thief. So that hurts a little bit. Like when she took a truth, and she ran with the truth, but um, she she took some stuff um, and she she took it a little bit too far. And, I, and she said, um, you know, that other people believe that, too. We happen to know who those other people are. And um, what I believe is that you're going to have to stand. You're going to have to hold yourself accountable when you want to talk about stuff like that, especially um, when it can directly affect my ability to make money. My brand is about being truthful and selling some, selling a lifestyle that other people can do and really through and through. Um, everything that I do, on those, everything I say on my tweets, I do. Some of it's embellished a, a little bit, but for the most part, you see me smoke cigars. I say I smoke high-end cigars. You're going to see me smoke high-end cigars. If I tell you we're going to have top-shelf alcohol in my tailgate, we're going to have top-shelf alcohol in my tailgate, and we're going to do a lot of other stuff. So truth, the truth matters to me with a lot of those things. So um, that was really where she got. And then, But the problem is, is one, she said I bought 50 tickets for kids. And the problem is I bought 250 tickets for kids to the boys at tailgate, and I got receipts um, for that. Um, we've got kids that we bought. So we got tickets, too, for every home game. Um, so, like, to me, for anybody who believes that I didn't do that, um, it's really foolish, like, because you can, it's, easy to, it's easy to prove or disprove. And um, she, um, she obviously saw that, and... I think um, she didn't realize that there's some pretty prominent attorneys who are part of um, um, Big Game James, the Big Game James team. And, you know, again, she may or may not be held accountable for those things, but that's unlike other people, you, you won't see the hit coming for me. So, um, again, like she's blocking me now, but whatever. It, it doesn't bother me. But the thing <laughs> is, is that I, I stay true. I don't block people. I stay true to what I say I'm going to do. Um, and that's a big thing. My word is a big thing to me. I don't always keep it as best as I can, but there's typically something that comes through it. And, and I don't play about, I'm, I, um, it's, it's man, F those kids, um, them kids, not my kids, not these kids. So if I say I'm going to take care of some kids, I'm going to take care of it. And again, um, that was a lot, of, a lot of money that was refunded by some people and, they, um, and a lot of people who gave money. And I wanted to make sure, the reason why I dropped those receipts because I wanted to make sure that those people felt 100% comfortable that they were giving money to me. But and I'm not like um, uh, Red Cross or any of those other places. So I don't take the money. I don't take 20% of your money or 30% of your money and go buy my shoes. My shoes come from mm -hmm. my fifth quarter checks and my radio checks. I take that money that I tell you that I'm going to buy them tickets for kids and I go buy them tickets for kids. And again, like I said, I had to, I had to post those receipts so that the people who follow me and, and – um, and do things but there's a group of people on social media um that we all follow that thrive off of drama um that thrive off of a loving hip-hop style of thing and the problem is we don't play that um with my crew um it's a lot of things that we can do we can get it um i think luke you got an opportunity to meet two of my friends who i grew up with and we were just chop we were all chopping the fat chewing the fat up there there's ways we can get to, we can get to you in an old-fashioned manner or there are ways that we can get you to in a corporate manner. And again, some of those people will probably have to be held accountable because I think you um I think they talk a little bit too much 
and um, nobody's um, ever shut him up. I'll leave it at that. What's understood, I got I agree with that. <laughs> but you can't you you can't come at a large caliber man with small caliber munitions. You got to come with more than Karen Key Largo. All right, not to change the, the subject too rapidly, but um, James, something that's important to both yourself and then to me, not so much these other guys, unfortunately, is going to be what are your opinions and feelings on the Jaguar season today? Um, the Jaguars are probably about to be in rebuild mode again. It's unfortunate they got rid of um, a very good player in Jalen Ramsey. 100% understand why. That was the business side of it. But, again, they made it way too um, personal, way too um, less business than what it needed to be. But um, Jalen leaving, and now they have Gardner Minshew, I think is going to be a really good quarterback one day. Um, you got Nick, Nick Foles, who's hurt. But the defense is getting old. They lost a lot of pieces. I got some bad news for you. Yannick Ngakwe ain't coming back. Um, they're probably going to cut Marcel Darius. They're probably going to cut Calais Campbell next year. Um, Telvin probably will sign and play football for somebody else next year. And you're going to be stuck with a complete rebuild. And it sucks um, having to cover them. But, you know, that's what happens when you uh, make your bed with a 70-year-old curmudgeon and um, Tom Coughlin. So, um, you know, they got some good draft picks. Hopefully, they'll be able to make some things happen with it, but I doubt it. Um, James, I don't know if you can speak on this, but why is Telvin out? Um, bad week and Tom Coughlin. <laughs> like, Tom Coughlin. Well, I mean, I'm not going to take away the bad weed part. It's something wrong with him. Like, he's like... Bad. <laughs> this is why you can't buy, you can't smoke bonk, you can't um yeah, he's go and get top. stuff. Like you gotta get get your blue dream, um super A five or um or what's the one I, I really like Skywalker. I think that's the one that I just had the other day. You gotta make sure you get those things. They're medicinal. They you know where they're coming from. You don't have to worry if it's stepped on or doctored up. But I will say this: Tom Coughlin, his um approach to football is um, very blurry. He was a good coach, but he's no longer a coach. He's an executive. And when you're on the professional level, as a guy who's been there before, you have your coach and you have your execs. The execs don't come into the day-to-day and then deal with the players. And when the exec consistently oversteps his bounds, it makes you not want to – it makes you not know who to respect. It gets very frustrating, especially when that guy can talk to you in any kind of manner and you can't express yourself back to him in a similar manner. And it's just um, it's a tad bit frustrating. But I also think Telvin, um, also for the first time in his career, um, had dealt with adversity on the football field. And he wasn't really getting the praise and adulation that he had been getting. And on top of that, if you've ever lost a loved one to violence, um, there is no timetable in when it hits you. Um, football is a very good – football and success is a great distraction. But at, when you're not having success – um, and your personal life starts to collapse on you, I'm telling you, man, it's very difficult. And anybody who's listening to this, man, get you, get you, go see a shrink, man. I promise you, it'll make you feel better. Go talk to somebody and not your homeboys and don't just smoke weed away for, or, or coke your way out of it. Like, go actually go talk to somebody to actually get you some help. 
but Telvin losing his brother to Mer- to being um, um shot down, gunned down, um probably had something to do with it too. So uh, having lost a couple friends to violence, I can definitely understand. Um, especially when you're in that position, you, you deal with survivor's remorse, and you start wondering why why wasn't it me, and why why did it have to be him? Damn, that is a lot of insight. Um, how do you feel about Jalen more than likely playing on Sunday? Does that make you angry at all? Not at all. Not at all. It's business. Um, what Jalen chooses to do, I, if my back is hurting and I don't want to play for a franchise, I'm not going to go into work too. Look again, I look at, I try to tell people to look at sports like close to what you're doing. Um, if you are about to change jobs and you got two weeks of sick leave, you going to just leave that sick leave there or you going to take the sick leave? I mean, I've never had a real job, so I really don't know how it works, but if <laughs> I could take the sick leave, I'm going to take the sick leave. So, um, I, that's essentially what Jalen did. Mm-hmm. And again, that was that's on time. I understand that that's on Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin could have been a could have, could have been a professional or the bigger man and actually apologized and made it right, but he chose not to. Do you know what was said on that Monday after the Texans game that made Jalen Ramsey flip the shit? It wasn't the Monday. It was oh. what was said in that locker room, mm-hmm. and it wasn't between Doug Marone. Doug, he has no problem with Doug Marone. I have it on good authority that Jalen said that I'm going to have to, like, I can't deal with this guy anymore, and they won't just let me go, so I'm going to have to say some things. I'm going to have to disrespect some people that I would normally not disrespect in order mm-hmm. to get what I need to get. Mm-hmm. So how long has this problem been brewing, or I guess past tense, as much as it breaks my heart to say, how how long has this been brewing with him and since about 2017, right before the season, they really don't like Tom Coughlin. A lot of guys in that locker room don't like Tom Coughlin. It's not just Jalen. Jalen's just the, the one that's good enough to do it. And Shad Khan is an extremely skilled businessman. He has a very good business action. Why is he not putting a stop to this? Um, I think he's Tom Coughlin, unlike our boosters, who... Is he's an extremely successful man who can't whose money will never stop growing, but he he understands that you there's nothing he can do about it right now. He has to let it play itself out. He's going to wait to see what happens at the end of the season, and then evaluate it from there. Um, actually, it's a, a our boosters can actually take a page from this. Just shut up, stop bitching and complaining. Let the season play out, and then you make moves like a G. What was that? What did Wayne say? Real G's moving silence like lasagna. Right. Like people would like. I've seen Florida do that. When Florida wanted to get rid of um, uh, McElwain, it wasn't a big show. It wasn't a we're gonna go talk and we're gonna gossip like little girls. The people who needed to write a check went to the athletic director, said, "Here's the money. You can take the, You can take this money, buy him out, or you can go put it towards something else." And that's kind of the, the mindset that Shaq Khan would take. All these guys know that Shaq Khan said, if we're not winning, you're gone. So, I mean, I think you can listen to Doug Marone's press conference and see how he feels about it. He ain't very happy about it. Yeah, I was amazed when I watched the press conference at just how somber faced he was. And it was just, he was overwhelmed at being made the fall guy. 
and be put out there on the pulpit in front of everybody to take a beating from the media. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, you heard a guy to say, I don't have a problem with my players. It ain't me. He said that numerous times. So, yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks. But every Sunday I got to go cover this shit. So that's why I always tell people, man, listen, if I can't get you FSU information or if you're, if you're worried about what I'm doing, I'm not a I'm not a beat writer. I write to my own beat. Um, I cover the SEC, <laughs> ACC, and the NFL. It's a lot of things that I got to do. And a lot of people value my opinion. So, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on because I think you guys are doing a lot, having a lot more fun with what you guys want to do than I could have. But it's still, at the same time, I mean, it's um, it's, it's been very depressing for me between FSU sucking and the Jags sucking. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even at the restaurant, they believe it. It could be worse. You could be a Bucks fan. So it's like, ah. oh, we're Jameis Winston fans. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's back that up. It was better when he was grabbing like vaginas a... and doing all kinds of other stuff. So I need him to get back to what works. They need to, Jameis need to go to the Jags, man. I'll take it. We got, I mean, we do got a Raiders fan in here. So let's not act like, like your team ain't trash either, but. Bro, we three and two, man. We we're looking good right now. You gotta respect the Raiders, bro. Like you just you just going off for of last year. You're not even looking at how we look right now. But we gonna yeah. we're gonna be that for another topic for another day, man. Oh, for sure. I mean Colin Cowherd said that the Raiders are serious contenders for the AFC West now, so you if know, we beat to... Green Bay, bro, if we beat Green Bay, I keep telling you, we beat Green Bay, Super Bowl. I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> Super Bowl, bro. That would make me respect John Gruden. I'll be in Miami for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. See, all right, then. All drinks on big games. I can't, I can't say that. All the water. I got you. I got you, bro. <laughs> City punch. All, the ta- all tap water on me. Oh, my all right, God. Shit. We can do that. Fuck it. I'll take it. Hey, um, so how do you see the Jack season ending? Um, and six and ten. Oh, I believe that. I thought they were six and ten with Nick Foles, though. So nothing changes. It's just not a very good football team. Oh, just a guy, Jack. Well, that wasn't the answer I was hoping for. I hope I'm wrong. The city was a lot more fun when we were winning. Damn, I'm devastated. All right. Um, so, James, we're going to go on to your playing days. And we want to ask, first of all, what is your favorite Florida State memory as a player? 2005, Labor Day weekend, UM at Dokes Camel Stadium. Craziest moment, best moment, most fun I've had in an awful football game. I mean, I scored a touchdown, so that's all that mattered. But it was um, – I mean, as far as a lot of points being scored, it wasn't a lot. But it was just a lot. Those are my favorite games to play against those guys, though. Can't wait till the next – till we play them in, in Tally. Um, I mean, if you want to have a good time, make sure you follow me from Friday to Sunday. Well, Friday to Saturday, 0 3 Basically, Florida – Florida talk was very tough 
but they're very sensitive individuals and they, they're not very tough at all. They're actually really friendly people. Um, I wish there would be one way, but they choose to talk very tough. And in 2003, they decided that they wanted to not only lose on the field, but they wanted to lose after the game as well on the 50. Um, as we do what we do customarily, um, when we were victorious and before the game too, we would circle around the team's logo and we would stomp on it. We would jump up and down with our helmets in the air. Um, their guys felt like the the, um, the 60 or so minutes that we played and beat them wasn't enough. So they needed a little bit of extra um, learning. And uh, we gave them the opportunity to um, learn a, um, a hard lesson twice. So um, and if anybody wants to say it's on YouTube, it's canonized. Um, they got their ass whooped twice. And um, there's nothing more that we can say about that, but it's indicative of the Florida fan. Um, I would always suggest to them to keep it on the field, but a lot of times people want to take it off the field. And um, it just never really ends very well for them. Um, there's numerous examples of this in life. Um, I like a lot of their former players, but they're very friendly people too. Didn't they get their asses stomped in 98 too, though? I mean, it's been a lot of times before Florida got their ass with um, Again, you would think you would learn. From, it's a lot of, I like to learn from my ancestors. Um, and, and But sometimes some people don't learn. Pilgrims don't learn from their ancestors sometimes. So you have to, um, and, and that's cool. You know, a lot of Florida, when I came up, a lot of two-parent households, nothing wrong with that. I love that. Um, a lot of guys who claim the inner city but probably have never been there before. And sometimes you have to show them inner city lessons in a um, in a um, in an affluent manner, if that makes sense. I read between the lines, <laughs> and I like it. <laughs> that that two thousand three game though against Florida was probably like the first game where I realized I was like uh, I was a big Florida State fan. Yeah, I had a broken hand, torn right labrum. I think my jaw was slightly fractured. I played with pretty banged up that game. It was fun. Um, I would never recommend anybody do that. Um, it was stupid, but that's what happens when you're young and dumb. Um, it was a great game, though. James, be real with me. Were you guys not getting hella calls in that 2003 game? Um, I don't really remember that. I, all I know is this. They were up, and that we should have never been able to come back. Um, the way the games goes, everybody gets calls. Um, sometimes it goes for you. Sometimes it goes against you. Um, it's a very simple rule we have in football. Don't let the referees control the game. But when they were doing throat slashing gesture on the sideline when they were beating us, they weren't complaining about the refs then. Mm-hmm. Shout out to C. Patrick Fraser. <laughs> good guy. He has a very good foundation in Jacksonville. I like what he does. <laughs> Shout out. Man, James, you're real. All right, what's your favorite game that you played in? Is it that Miami game? I think it would be I – w- I would say the Miami game or the 2003 NC State game where we went into like two or three overtimes with Phillip Rivers. That was the game I actually broke my hand on the second play. Um, I didn't even know. Let me tell you how geeked up you are playing. Like, you don't feel pain, but when you feel pain, you're like, oh, yeah, that's going to hurt later on. And so I, my hand just started vibrating. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to pay for that. And, um, yeah, then we did the x-ray the next day, and it was, it was, it was broken. Playing off of adrenaline, it ain't, it ain't even matter. That's how you know you was really into that game. Didn't Crothonville Thor break his leg that game, too? 
Yeah, he broke his leg to play before um, Leon scored a touchdown to win it. Like, I ain't had no more. In me. I um actually bust through there and um and hit the guy as hard as I could, knowing that that was it. <laughs> like, so if Leon didn't score, I wasn't moving. <laughs> you left everything you had on the field, man. True yeah, Everything, man. Hey, this man's hitting us with some straight gems right now. That's a that's some that's some warrior stuff right there. Yeah, I can't even lie. Honestly, like this, like the first time I've been on the pod where I'm just really listening to everything. And it's like you actually get a chance to be in the shoes of somebody that did it, that was in the field, that really loved Florida State just as much as you do. But at the same time, they was on the field putting in the work. And they still have that same love. So it's kind of easier to just sit back and listen and soak the game up. You feel me? James, when you went to UF, was it – do you take a bus or do you fly? We took a bus. We um we stay in Lake City. We bus to Lake City, and then we go from Lake City into Gainesville. We don't stay in, um, in that rat trap. <laughs> I hate that place, man. I'll never go there. They tried to talk me into um into doing a tailgate for the Florida State Florida game. I won't nah. go. Yeah. I won't be caught dead in that place. My dad taught me growing up that it was like a pig swamp town or something like that. It was. It's called Hogtown. That's the actual name. It was um Jacksonville's Calford. So that was where the cow trading station was. And Orlando I mean in Gainesville was Hogtown. So that's why I call it. Still smells like it. Do you guys have yeah. anything else to ask James about playing career? Yeah. Well, not really. We I was about to go ahead and just go straight into um he had mentioned the cigars. I know that um Luke kind of interested in learning about cigars, so I wanted you to, you know, put us on game. So uh whenever we do decide to uh join the, the, the cigar clan, we could be ready and know what the I- hell we doing. I would suggest this. Don't start off smoking the cigars that I smoke. It's kind of similar to you. You got a chance to be my man Reggie at the last tailgate. Like, I would never suggest to anybody who is getting into um, uh, marijuana to ever smoke what Reggie smokes because that would not end well for you. Um, I've, as a newbie, I've tried that, and I've been slumped and asleep in the, in the um, Champions Club. <laughs> in the Champions Club. But – um. What I always tell people is don't let people bully you into what you're supposed to smoke or out-masculine you. Um, mm. I'll pick on you, but the reality is, is you can't. Like I tell people, don't start off smoking without smoke. You'll have a bad experience. What I suggest is um, if you like certain flavors, there's nothing wrong with a flavored cigar. And then what you do is you kind of grow from there. Um, acids, um, Cuba Cubas. Um, I'm a big fan of this company called Drew Estate, and they're the ones who make that. Um, get you one of their cigar. Natural um, is a coffee-flavored cigar. Um, I say those are things that are really, really good that get you started. And then really you just experiment. Um, the cigars that I smoke are really expensive, so I wouldn't really necessarily experiment with those unless you go to, you know, I'm going to do a shameless plug, go to dehumanor.com, um, and you type in sports, then you get 20% off. Uh, <laughs> all one word, but it's cheaper that way. Um, but like, you know, $15, $20 starts to add up for cigars that you may not finish. So um, it's better to just, like I said, find you a, um, now don't, don't get a black and mild. That is not a cigar. Um, 
those are those, those were made to um to 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 freak or made to like um empty completely empty out and roll. But but yeah, I think, you gotta um, freak the black. Yeah, so um you know just like I said, that's really the big thing is, is um, you know, like I said, if you I always have ten cigars on my person at minimum. Um, you know, you'll never see me begging for cigars on social media from my tailgate. No shade, it's just something I just we have a cigar company that sponsors our tailgate. So um which is again if you're if you're coming to Syracuse, we're having a, a sponsored tailgate. Miami we're having one, it's part of your dues. Like you pay the forty dollars, it's all you can eat. All you can drink, all you can smoke, um, cigars. Um, I'm sure people have other stuff too, but definitely, I, I'm only providing the cigars. And you know, that's really a good place to go. If Gwaltney's there, he's a he's a great resource. He's actually the one who taught me to not be a cigar snob, because there's not enough. I can smoke I can smoke every cigar in the world to um, by tomorrow, and he still has more experience than me, and he can break me down. So it's kind of like money. Like, don't ever, like, stun on somebody because there's always somebody who has more than what you have. Damn, that was really profound. Um, and I'm kind of really interested in the, the tailgate now. I'm going to have to get to you after the show about that. Um, Jane, can you tell us a little bit about MT... <laughs> MFTK, excuse me, I got to get it right. No way I can get it wrong. MFTK. Yeah. I was wearing your merch when I was walking to the stadium, actually, and I had somebody ask me. I just laughed and I keep walking because, you know, I don't, I don't even know how to respond to it. And uh, if you, What I always tell people, the safe bet is if you don't feel comfortable saying it, just tell them to at me and ask me what it means. But it means, <laughs> man, fuck them kids. And, it, and it's a movement. Um, it's um, kids get, a, get off with a lot. And, um, you know... There ain't nothing wrong with kicking a kid in the chest every now and then. I mean, as long as it's your kid. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of stuff with it. Um, I don't believe in taking it easy on kids. I sell it to my own son. Nah. The bottom line is it's just some kids get a little bit too familiar. But I always say it's ways with kids. It's them kids. It's not these kids. So these kids we like. Them kids we don't like. I don't like other people's kids. Um, matter of fact, fuck them. Um, just just go go from that. So hey, can you do a promotion plug real quick for the gear that for the lemonade shirts? Those were really amazing, and they made their ways on the jumbotron, and like people yeah. were hella hyped about them, man. Yeah. So another man fucking them can moment, and again, it's no. I mean, I guess it's not really the kid's fault; it's the dad's fault for being a, being a terrible person. But um, don't put your kids onto a platform that you're not. Like my son will never stand for what I believe in because I'm a grown-ass man. So I don't put my kid... Once I put my kid out there, my kid is fair, it's free game, so fuck that kid. Um, but what happened was a guy made a lemonade stand for the buyout. Um, I believe in helping support the coach, so we'll raise money to give tag whatever the fuck it is and he needs to be, be successful. So we have the lemonade shirts, but the big thing is if you go to shopbiggame.com, you have the MFTK hats, you have the MFTK apparel. You have the Lemonade apparel that's there as well. Um, all the shirts are thirty-six dollars um, plus shipping. Um, all the hats are I think forty at this point. We have some. Um, we got orange and green MFTK hats. Um, 
we have um, Denver Broncos MFTK hats that are coming up too, orange and blue. Um, they don't represent those other schools. It's um, clearly FAMU and the Denver Broncos. But um, every month we're going to have a new line and we'll push that in. Like we'll have, I think um, right now we're going to have to have a context line because things are being, things that I say are being taken out of context. Can you say that website one more time, James? Shopbitgame.com. Yes. That's right, it. We got, right you. There. we got you. We got you. There it is. Hey, James, we really appreciate you for hopping on the show. We hope we can do it again sometime. Anytime, man. Just let me know, bro. Hey, so uh, I think we should do something a little new. I saw this on TMZ where they do like the actual thing and they do a commentary on it. So y'all want to kind of like talk about, break down some of the things we just heard? Because I think it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do that. We can do that. Like where we just, uh, uh, like, Summarize. Summarize. I, I like it, bro. Like we really, we didn't even have to say nothing. He just dropping gems the whole time. Gems on gems on gems on gems. All right. What did you think about his thoughts about FSU? All right. Um, I think they were spot on. Uh, the eight and four is definitely what I'm shooting for. I feel like we, right now, as of right now, we would lose to Florida. As of right now, everybody else I see us winning, so that's uh that's fair. And also with the everybody's just ready to jump ship on the Taggart deal and um being me being stuck in the middle just like him with the two and the three where you got to let Taggart um, bring in his people and work with him and have patience and three being the motherfuckers who just for Taggart 100% no matter what happens. So I'm stuck between those two. <clears throat> I definitely agree with that. So it's just, it's like I said before, it's, it's just um, real good to see somebody that's been in the field, literally been in the field, wearing the garden and gold, and they love the school after they left. You know, it's like, it's just refreshing because we love Florida State more than it more than almost anything in this world of course we have other things that we love more than florida state but for to have someone that's that's that actually did it and to come on and break down and give us a little info and still have that passion i'm pretty sure if the guy could suit up and play right now he would just because he loved the school so um uh i I really, I really enjoy all the information we got from them. It, um, it kind of gave me a little bit more motivation to get more people that uh, wore that wore the garnered in gold, so we could uh, keep them coming in and keep dropping gems on us, so we could keep this going. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, wow, and his his information he had about the early stages of the Willie Taggart program before the early signing day and the coaching changes and us getting set up for the beginning of the Taggart administration. Like, wow, dog. Like, he really confirmed rumors from the TL. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, the – 
I think the thing, I mean, like, like Bruce said, everything was really spot on. I agreed with him on everything. I'm definitely between two and three as well. Um, you definitely, what, what I agreed with him the most is you got to, especially with the, the storied past that we have, what th- there's a disconnect in my mind. I feel like, because I mean, we're, I feel like we're just as, even though we're a little younger than a lot of the, the more winning programs in college football, like uh, Ohio State, USC, um, Notre Dame, schools like that. Uh, even though we're a little younger, we win just as much. I mean, started recently, more recently than them in like the 80s and 90s and, and so on. Um, but I feel like it should be a, a destination job almost. I mean, we, if, I don't know if Willie was our, 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 our first choice, but I mean, I was pretty, I was, I was happy with the hire. Um, I, I feel like that we should have really went after um, and not lowballed uh, the guys that we wanted our first choices. That's only, like he said, it, it, when you get down to the fifth choice in, uh, in person, and, and nobody's really going to vibe with that. And especially being in like, in like Har- Harlan Bennett situation, I feel like he feels some type of way as well, knowing that he was that, that fifth choice and not that number one. Did y'all see how he almost made me cry about my Jaguars? I know the listeners can't really see in the video, but damn. Yeah, he was dropping gems, so your ass couldn't believe like the shit that was going on. He he's really um I don't know how to say he's really pl- plugged in is the best way to say it with with every I would say facet <laughs> of football, whether it be either high school, college with Florida State or even the NFL, he he knows a lot of things, and it was really refreshing to hear him drop gems on not not only the Jags but Florida State as well. I mean, I think the Jags are. I mean, even though they're in the rebuilding stage, they're I feel like, in an honest opinion, uh, better off than than all the other Florida teams. I mean, either Tampa either gets uh, the first pick. Uh, best quarterback in 2015 game is, or they get the, the five picks and um, fumble behind them in the Rose Bowl, Jameis. I mean, it, it, it's real real tough with the inconsistency, but I'd rather be in, in Jacksonville's position than, than uh, Tampa's position right now, honestly. Uh, so let me let me uh, go off of that, too. With the Jameis situation, I don't I, I, I don't see it as bad Jameis. I see it as Jameis wants to win. So he's trying to make those super throws, like those hero passes where he's forcing the ball, and that's where he's getting all of them interceptions. I've seen plays where he, he's throwing dimes, and fucking Evans is dropping the ball. So it's like... Oh, yeah. Man. I'm. You know, so I mean, it's like... That... It, I get why it's, it's, I, Tampa fans are mad at James. They feel like he's he's just uh, he's not a good enough quarterback for this franchise. Uh, I just see it as Jameis just wants to win, so he he will he will force those throws because oh, he yeah, wants to I mean, win. Oh yeah, the, the the game he threw five five picks, two were most definitely his fault. I mean, he threw them, and they didn't hit a wide receiver's hands or anything. But though, there was three, there was three passes. One hit his elbow, and two were tipped. That 
that ended up being the interceptions. I mean, and being a lifelong Tampa fan, um, I mean, I'm used to disappointment and inconsistency. What I'm not used to is uh, our wide receivers dropping that many passes. I mean, early in Mike Evans' career, I mean, Mike Evans is a, in my opinion, um, at his best, a top 10, top 15 at worst wide receiver. I mean, on his best days, I I feel like he's top five. But there is no wide receiver that's, without a doubt, in the top five that dropped eight passes in one single game. And, I mean, it was, I think it was like 2016, Jameis's first year, first or second year. Or not say two thousand sixteen. I think it was two thousand seventeen. Where it, I think it was against the Cardinals or something, where he dropped eight passes in one game and uh, we we lost the game. So I mean that's very disappointing to say the least. But I mean, Jameis, he he, he can do better. But I, I I feel like once he gets a running game, maybe one or two more um, quality offensive linemen. I feel like that uh, then. If he starts doing bad, you can start putting the blame on Jameis. But at the same time, when he you don't have really have a offensive line and your running backs are straight dog shit, you, mm-hmm. people aren't really go- people aren't really going to respect the run, and they're going to put uh, all their all their efforts into defending the pass, and that's that's not good. I agree. I agree. They ain't got no fucking running game, so. Those dudes know they can't run the ball, so they could put a whole bunch of defensive backs on the field. And Jameis got to prove that he can beat them. And knowing Jameis, he's got to try his best to beat that shit. And right now, it's not working out like he had the game before. It wasn't the game before where he just looked like fucking unstoppable. Yeah, I mean, he he posted... He posted uh, four straight games with 103-plus quarterback rating. During that time span, the only quarterback that was doing better than him on average was Pat Mahomes. So from week two to what? We're in week seven now or eight? Seven or eight. From from week two to to week six, there was no quarterback better than Jameis outside of Pat Mahomes, statistically speaking. And then – going by quarterback rating. And then you, you have a game where you, you throw the five picks and post a, a, a 43 quarterback rating. Even though he's had two games where he's posted a below 50 quarterback rating, his I think his average is still like 85 or above, which, I mean, in retrospect, isn't really that bad. You want I feel like you want to be above the 90-plus range at the end of the season, which, I mean, he definitely can do. But I mean, it's an uphill battle from here. It's it, it, it's not downhill. I mean, no, that, that's getting uh, getting a little too deep into and my hopes and dreams up being a Bucks fan. But I mean, eh, live to fight another day. I like how he said that Florida State was beating their ass on and off the field. That makes me think that there's some stories that we don't know about. Oh yeah. I mean that that 2003 game, that that's the one where Chris Ricks threw to PK Sam to end the game, right? Yeah, and the fucking dog tried to attack PK Sam. That was honestly like like I told Big Game that that was the game that made me a really huge Florida State fan 
I'm, I'm, I know it's probably making uh, Big Game sound a, a little older than he actually is, but I was probably, I think I was eight or nine years old then. Uh, no, I lied. I was, I was actually 10, uh, 10 about to be 11. And uh, I was, I was sitting down, I was, you know, in my little, um, I was in my like Scooby-Doo comforter watching the game, sitting in front of the TV. And I'm like, this is the first football game I watched by myself. It's out my dad and my parents. They were out, uh, I think, doing, you know, like partying or whatever. And uh, so I was really invested. This is like the first football game I remember. I was super invested in it by myself. And PK Sam catches the pass. And I thought that, you know, we were going to lose. So I was like all, all upset already. He catches the pass. And then I'm running around my house, like going crazy. And then uh, not only do we beat them, like he said, on the field, beat them on the field again uh, after the game. Um, there was that big fight at the end of the game, and I was, oh man, I was, I was hyped. And like from that day on, I've, I've hated Florida ever since. <laughs> Fuck Florida. Hey, Wheezy F baby, and the F is for Fuck Florida. <laughs> now that's that that's a good one <laughs> man i mean bruce and i went and i just want to like to our listeners i want y'all to hear like bruce and i went to the tailgate that big james had put together in tallahassee for the boise game like there was an event there was food there was drinks so everybody capping if they said there wasn't no i said it was food yeah yeah i agree with that so it, the food that that was there, it wasn't um, something I would eat, but it was food there. So it's not like what he said wasn't valid. So exactly what he said that was going to be there, it was there. Uh, now that I think about it, but for the most part, I should say. But all in all. Um, I think it was it was it was a quality tailgate. They did have um, uh, P Dub walking around like a normal guy, so that like automatically puts it a little bit higher than you know other tailgates. Because a lot of people, I just it was kind of shocking to me to see how like other people react to seeing P Dub. Like they, this is considered their favorite node of all time. And he, he's just roaming around like a normal guy. And the people that never seen him or got a chance to speak to him actually got a chance to do it at the tailgate. So I felt like me seeing that from like outside looking in in my head, I'm like, damn, that's pretty dope. You you, you don't you don't get chances in your lifetime to meet uh, uh someone that you considered a a hero growing up. For me, my hero was PK Sam, just off the the, the Gator Killer. <clears throat> so if I ever like get a chance to see PK Sam and he's just roaming around, walking around, I would like to just engage in the conversation just to let him know, like, hey man, like you one of the big, one of the main reasons I'm a Florida State Seminole because of just that one play alone made me believe that shit, anybody, anything's possible. Uh, possible. And you know when you believe and you work hard, just off the of, off of seeing PK score that touchdown, 
I didn't know nothing about PK Sam until that play. And from there, it just took me to the point where I had to find everything I can. And now I look him up and watch more games just to see what he do in the game because I felt like that was the coolest thing in the world. You score a game on a touchdown against your rival, can't beat it. Yeah, man. Like it was a really solid interview. I'm glad that he had breakout games against the rivals. You know, that's badass. That dude got beat to hell and back. Like I did not know that he had severe ass injuries like that in his career. Yeah, that that labrum injury ain't no joke. I mean, I I tore mine in, in high school, and that's something that I still deal with to this day. So I know that. The injuries that I can only imagine the injuries that he's gotten on top of that and the, the aches and the pains and stuff that I, I, and it was awesome to to get that that retrospect from a, a Florida State parent, player mainly because it's from the, the the program that we love we all grew up watching and knowing the work that he put in and the opinion he has has really holds weight. All right, boys, anything else you want to add? Shit, that's all. Uh, yeah, no, that was that was solid. Nice. That was that, that, that's probably one of my favorite favorite episodes, honestly. All right, then yeah. like that, we out. All right, all right y'all, bro. Be safe, be safe, y'all. Hey, Luke, let us know if you need anything. All right, we'll do, man.